Hey, this is Andre Butler, pastor of Faith Experience Church. You're listening to the Faith Experience Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope that this message helps you engage your faith and experience the future God has for you. Today we're beginning a new series, and I want to start in 2 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 9. And it reads, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show his might in behalf of those whose heart is blameless toward him. The New Living Translation says, whose heart is fully committed to him. And notice that this scripture is telling us that God's, God's eyes are on this world and that they're actually actively searching God's actively searching for what? For opportunities to help his people. Of course, if you're somebody that is committed to him, if you're somebody that is uh, one of his people, then that's good news because that means that God is waiting to come through for you. He's sitting there at the starting line waiting for the gun to fire so he can jump in your situation and work things out. And most of us have a situation in our lives right now where we could use God's help. Would anybody say that's true? We could use some help from heaven right now. Maybe we've got some money issues or maybe it's some emotional things going on. Maybe it's some relationship type of things. I mean, most of us have some issue in our life right now where we would love for God to jump in and make things work out. And God is clearly eager to do that. That's what that scripture is just showing us. I mean, he's looking all over the earth to see who will allow me to jump in and help them. And that's a big word, allow me. Because for God to actually deliver to us the results that we need, he needs us to work with him. You know, uh, Amazon.com would love to deliver to you their products because, of course, that's how they make money. But for them to get their products to you, they need you to go to Amazon.com and place an order correctly. In the same way, God would love to deliver results to you. But for that to happen, you have to work with him. And so we're beginning a new series today to help you to do just that, to help you to receive from God so you can receive the results he wants you to have right when you need it. And so we're going to go to Mark chapter 11 and verse 22. And of course, in Mark chapter 11, a few scriptures before this, Jesus does something that's pretty strange. You know, they're walking into Jerusalem and he sees a fig tree He apparently is kind of hungry, so he walks up to the the fig tree to eat it, to eat of the the tree, I should say, and there's nothing on it. So he says, no man to eat of you from here on out. You're going to die, basically. He speaks to the tree, and Jesus would do that from time to time. He would speak to things, speak to a tree, speak to the sea. And, you know, actually, uh, if you're somebody that's a follower of Jesus, you can speak to things, too. You can tell money to come to me. Okay, let me, let me, let me get, stay with my message. So, 
after he did this, you know, he went into the, the city, and actually that's the story where he went into the temple, and he just kind of went wild, you know. And then he came out, and the next morning they're coming back, and this, one of his disciples named Peter, he says, man, master, that tree that you spoke to, look at it, it's dead. You know, he's surprised. And then Jesus said this. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. It's really what caught my attention about this is that Jesus didn't say, of course it died. I'm the man. I told it to die, so it was going to die. No, instead of saying that, he basically said, hey, you can do this too. He begins to explain how they and, and we can have the same type of power, can, can allow God to deliver the same type of results in our lives. How do we do that? By having faith in God. Well, what is faith? Well, the word faith uh, means a persuasion, an assurance. Uh, when I went to Bible school, my Bible teacher's name was Doug Jones. He, he described faith as a firm persuasion. Faith is something that I, where I am fully persuaded about something. But that's a little bit still hard to get our heads around. So let's define it in this way. 100% confidence in God. Now notice not 60% or 70% or 80%. Faith is 100% confidence in God. And let me add to that the word heart. Because faith is not of your body, is not of your head. It's of your heart. The Bible teaches that we are a three-part being. You live in a body, you possess a soul, that's your mind, your will, and your emotions, but you are a spirit. You're not a body. Most people have figured that out. You dated somebody that was fine, but after a couple of weeks, you couldn't stand the thought of them. Why? Because they're more than a body. You better figure that out before you married somebody, by the way. And let me, I'm trying to preach my message. Y'all ain't helping me here. So... But the point is, you are a spirit. So faith isn't of the body. It's not of the mind. You know, just because you might be persuaded up here doesn't mean you're persuaded in here. Faith is of the heart. There's a scripture in Proverbs 3, 6. A lot of Christians know it says, trust in the Lord, 3, 5, I should say. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. That's your mind. So faith is something. I'm in a place of faith when I trust God with all my heart, and I might have to trust God with all my heart, even though my mind is saying that's crazy. Even though my mind is struggling with this, I, I'm going to have to choose to trust what God said over what my mind says, right? So that's what Jesus is saying here. Hey, you ought to have faith in God. Trust in God with all your heart. Trust that God will back you up when you speak to a tree. What? That seems kind of weird, right? Then he goes a step farther in verse 23, and he says, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, to this mountain, he went from a tree to a mountain. And this was a literal mountain. I have been in Israel and looked at this mountain, and it's big. It's not some little mountain that, you know, no, it's, it's a real mountain. And he said, whoever will say to this mountain, be removed 
and be cast into the sea. So everyone, tell a mountain, uproot. How much work would it take to uproot a mountain? I'm still not sure in this day and age where we literally fly to outer space as mankind that we could uproot a mountain. But he's saying if you tell a mountain to uproot and travel over land and jump in the sea and do not doubt in your heart, don't waver in your heart, don't have that 50% confidence, but instead believe 100% that those things which you say will come to pass, in this case it says believe that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Wow. You know, that would seem crazy if the man hadn't just spoken to a tree and the tree obeyed him. That would seem crazy if this wasn't the guy that would be in the middle of a storm on a, on a sea and speak to the sea and the sea would chill out. If anybody else had said this, you'd go, yeah, you lost your mind. But this is a guy who's doing this all the time. And he's saying, hey, you can do the same thing. Faith can bring about this result in your life. But the way this works is you can't doubt. You can't waver. You can't say it and then kind of hope it works. you got to say it being 100% confident that God will back you up. Faith will move a mountain in your life. That's good news if you've got a mountain in your life right now. He goes a step farther. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe. There he goes again. Believe. Faith. Some people say faith and belief aren't the same thing, but you can see here in Mark 11 that Jesus used those terms interchangeably. They are the same. And he's saying here, man, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So he, he shows us faith works by saying and faith can work by praying. You may speak to a mountain or you might pray to God for God to bring you something in your life. And, but when you pray, once again, you got to believe. you got to be 100% confident. you got to trust with all of your heart that you receive it. When? When you pray. Now, you can't believe it when I see it. i got to believe it before I see it. i got to have 100% confidence that I already have it, even though that goes against my understanding. And if I have that kind of faith, then I will have it. I will see it come to pass. Now, many of us have had packages delivered to us, and, you know, we understand that if FedEx shows up at your door with the package. So, uh, Courtney's going to be my FedEx guy today, right? And so, FedEx shows up with the package. It looks pretty big and expensive, which means my wife must have ordered it. And... <laughs> Right? They show up with the package. Then they're going to bring you something nowadays. And All right, I got to sign for the package. What am I signing for? What am I saying? I'm saying I have received the package. Right? That's how it works in this natural world. But now go ahead and take it back for me for a moment. Now let's see how, how it works with God. 
if I'm going to have God deliver results to me, then God just comes with the sign. I got with, the, with just with the iPad. So just put the package down. And God literally says, all right, you order the package. I want you to sign as though you've received it. But I don't see a package, God. This is how faith works. You sign first, then once you signed it, here comes your package. It's been shipped. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. That's how faith works. Faith delivers. But, and, and God wants you to use your faith to allow him to deliver results in your life. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Now, here we, we see two blind men following Jesus after he had just done another miracle. He just raised a girl from the dead. And, man, these guys must have really wanted it. How hard is it for blind men to follow someone? Sometimes the question is, how bad do you want it? They follow him. They follow him into a house. I'm sure somebody helped him out. And they're saying, son of David, just means you're, we know you're the Messiah. You're anointed. You've got power. Have mercy on us. And that word mercy just means have compassion, man, care. And help us out. And, 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 and that wasn't an issue for Jesus. We, we started off by looking at Second Chronicles 16. The eyes of the Lord are looking throughout the earth. God's a quarterback sitting in the pocket looking for somebody to get open. He's trying to get rid of the ball. I mean, he, and just that was Jesus. He went about preaching and teaching and healing. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, he healed all that were oppressed of the devil. If you read the Bible, you read the Gospels, you never see Jesus tell somebody no when they ask for healing. Ever. So this is not a question of Jesus wanting to do this. Compassion was there. When it comes to your situation, there isn't a question of whether or not God wants to help you. He wants to help you. There was another story in Matthew chapter 8 of a leper. And he, he came to Jesus. He said, Lord, if you will, I know you can make me clean. Jesus said, I will. Be thou clean. He proved there that God's, God wills to do something great for you. God, God's will is to work, you know, to bring results into your life. So in this case, though, although Jesus wanted to do this and they wanted him to do this, there was another factor that, that, that something else that needed to be there. So he said, believe ye that I'm able to do this. Do you believe I'm able to do it? Do you have 100% confidence? Are you willing to sign for the package before you actually see it? Most of us couldn't stand algebra growing up. Some of us liked it. I was kind of in the middle. And, you know, you know, we got used to 1 plus 1 equals 2. Then we learned 1 times 1 equals 1. And 
one divided by one equals one, and then somebody want to throw some letters in there. <laughs> what, are, what are these letters? And that's what some people checked out, said, I'm done with math. But, you know, we do understand, you know, there, we've seen things like A plus B plus C equals D, right? Well, when it comes to healing, for example, or any kind of results, compassion plus power, and that's where we usually stop. God cares and God's able, right? But then we got to add another letter, plus faith equals results. And that's the situation here. He, he's saying, do you believe I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I've got the power? Do you believe that I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this right now? And their answer, of course, says, yes, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, there's the power, saying, get this, according to your faith, let it be to you. See, he was releasing his faith. He believed that the power was going into their bodies. But he's telling them, your faith determines your future. Turn to neighbor and tell them that your faith determines your future. He said, according to your faith, whatever you, if you have faith for this, man, you're going to be healed. And guess what? Their eyes were opened. Their faith delivered. But in Mark chapter 6, we had an entirely different situation. Jesus went to his hometown, and he's preaching to people that he grew up around. And you have to figure that if there's anybody that he would want to be healed, it would be the people he grew up around. I mean, I care about the world, I care about the country, but I care about Detroit most of all. I care about my family. If he, you, know, that, that, you know that's who he wanted to be healed. And the Bible teaches that they did not receive him. They were like, wait a minute, man. Aren't you, you know, Joseph's little boy? Aren't you Mary's? Aren't you the carpenter? They, they just were not willing to accept him for who he was. And, and in Mark 6, 5, the Bible says, and because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people. Some teach that people who had minor ailments and healed them. So this is Jesus. This is the man who loves everybody, who desperately wants to help and heal. This is the man who has so much power that, as we're going to read later, when a woman just touches his clothes, she's healed. So much power that a man was dead for four days, and he raised him from the dead. But when he came to his own hometown, he couldn't heal. It didn't say he wouldn't. It said he couldn't. He literally could not heal. Why? Why could Jesus not release the power of God to heal those people? Because it requires faith. And this is the world we're in today. We're in a world today where people see all kinds of things going on that, that are not good, that, that are not from God, and, and yet we blame God. Well, this person was sick and they died, and this is what's happening in my city. This is what's happening in my family. Why won't God do anything? And God is saying, why won't you let me? I can't 
unless you believe for it. Yeah, but God's sovereign. Yes, he is. But God in his sovereignty set up laws in this earth. And one of those laws is for him to move, his people must have faith. You got to believe it before you can see it. And so with these people, because they chose to not believe, they didn't get the results that God was ready to give them. But, of course, with the two blind men, because they believed, faith delivered their healing. Well, here's another example in Mark chapter 5. And verse 25, it says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She's in a horrible position. Twelve years bleeding. She's gone to probably doctor after doctor after doctor. They have tried everything. They probably tried, especially think about in this day and age, you know, doctors can try some stuff that can really mess you up. But how about in Bible days? Woo. She spent everything she had. She is broke. But then she heard about Jesus. What did she hear? Well, she clearly must have heard that this man was powerful, that he was healing people, that he was doing it freely. He cared enough to give people healing. I mean, she believed that God cared enough about her that God would use this man to heal her. And we'll see that by her response. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now notice there's a crowd here, and this is probably a very weak woman. If she'd been bleeding for 12 years, she's probably pretty weak. And yet, she fights through this crowd. Once again, how bad do you want it? She fights through this crowd, and all she can do is just touch the hem of his garment, just the bottom of, of, you know, what he's wearing. And she said that because of this. She said, and the original Hebrew, Hebrew, Greek, excuse me, New Testament comes from the Greek, says she kept saying, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She kept saying, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be well, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be here. If only I can touch his clothes. I mean, maybe I can get to him a little bit more. Maybe I can talk to him. But if all I get to do is touch his clothes, I'll be well. And immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction. After 12 years, she's healed. Satan been working on killing her for 12 years, and he lost her in one second. That had to make him angry. Satan been working on some things in y'all lives really too, but by the time we get done with this series, he's going to lose you too. You're going to have your victory. Some of y'all, y'all see that. Some of y'all, we'll get you there. Now, this is where it gets interesting. How did this happen? I mean, this is a phenomenal miracle. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, Turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? 
But his disciples said, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? Well, what's going on here? Jesus, could, he, he could sense power had left him. This woman literally pulled power out of Jesus without even asking. She had heard enough about him, clearly, and about his, his giving nature, knew enough about God to believe that God would do that. He, he, he'd heal her without her even having a conversation with him. So Jesus is just walking, and actually was going to heal somebody else. We'll talk about that in a moment. And all of a sudden, he just can tell power has gone out of him. I've laid hands on people for healing. And there are times I could tell, tell power went out. He, 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 he could tell power went out of him. He stops and says, who touched my clothes? And yet, once again, this seems crazy because he's literally in a crowd. He was like a rock star. You know how people act when a rock star comes around? I mean, even now, you know, if, if LeBron James walked in here, I, I would hope that y'all would keep paying attention, but I, I know better that maybe y'all might pay attention, but as soon as we say amen, there would be a crowd around the man trying to get some type of signatures, and maybe it's not LeBron James, maybe it's, you know, your favorite singer or whoever it is. Beyonce walked up in here, some of y'all forget all about Jesus. It'd be Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce you know what I'm saying? So... You get it. I mean, that's what's going on. Jesus is he's a rock star. People are all over him. And then he stops and says, who touched me? His disciples are like, what is with this guy? I mean, who touched you? But there was something different about her touch. A lot of people are touching God right now. God, do this. God, do that. God, help me here. And, and nothing's happening because you got the wrong kind of touch. So the Bible says he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, I guess so, God just healed you. Knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth, told him her whole story. And he said to her, daughter, my power made you well. Is that what he said? No. Is that true? Yes. That's part of the equation. But that's not the most important part for her. Your faith has made you well. You chose to have 100% confidence in me. You trusted and, and with all of your heart that when you touched me, you'd be healed. And you had what you believed for. That's what, when she kept saying, the moment I touch his clothes, I'll be healed. She was not just saying that. She was saying it by faith. She was 100%. I think she talked herself into it. She might have first started saying it not really believing, but she kept saying it to the place where she was finally 100% confident. As soon as I touch this guy, I am going to the party. You know what I mean? I'm going to go have some fun. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be healthy. She believed that. And so Jesus says, your faith is what made you well. Your faith is what brought you this miracle. And that's exactly what happened. And, and you can see something about how God does what he does. Everything God does is from the inside out. The way the world works, everything's from the outside in. But when, when it comes to God, it all works from the inside out. Faith is of the heart. And so because she believed in here, God was able to heal her body. But once again, faith was what did it. You know, you can get on the Internet anywhere in our country right now. But, you know, my, actually my iPad is, is not 
you know, I have to have Wi-Fi to get on the Internet. And so, you know, I don't, so it's not mobile. So uh, although I can, if I were to walk out of this, this music hall right now and I get out in the middle of the street, uh, I wouldn't be able to get on the Internet. Now, you can, now the Internet is available, right? It's available. I could get on it with my phone, but I couldn't get on it with my iPad because I would need Wi-Fi. Once I get Wi-Fi, then I can have access to everything that's on the Internet, right? Someone said this, faith is like Wi-Fi. It's invisible, but it has the power to connect you to what you need. See, God's power is everywhere. But without your Wi-Fi, without your faith, you won't be able to access it. But if you have faith, then you have access to the very power of God, and it can do whatever you need. Faith delivered for her. It didn't just deliver for her. But if you know the rest of this story, I won't read it to you for time's sake. Jesus was on his way to somewhere when she interrupted things. There was a man that came to him. He was actually a ruler of the church, the synagogue, and he, he literally fell down before Jesus and said, hey, man, my daughter is about to die. He said, come lay your hands on her and she will live. That was faith. I believe she'll live. So I'm 100% confident that she'll live. I, don't, I know it don't make any sense, but I know you've got power. So I, I believe if you just do it, she'll be healed. So Jesus just, okay, let's go. You know, he just follows him. He's going to his house. And then this woman shows up and she gets healed. And Jesus stops, starts looking for the woman. And then the woman stops and tells her story. And can you imagine being this guy? You got a 12-year-old daughter. She's about to die at any moment. And Jesus is on the way. You're like, ooh, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, Jesus. Hurry up. Come on, Jesus, come on. You want to get, get these people out of the way? Get to my daughter. You know, it's your daughter. Come on now. Any fathers in here? You can mess with just about anything but my wife or my daughter. I got three daughters. I'm a nice guy. Mess with my daughter. I will repent after I'm done with you. I'm just being real. Can you imagine how he must have felt when he's on his, Jesus is on the way and Jesus stops and has a conversation? And then somebody shows up from his house and says, hey, bro, it's too late. You don't need to come anymore. She just died. His heart probably just completely broke. But then Jesus turns to him and says, hey, be not afraid, only believe. Why? If you start getting into fear, I can't do anything about this. If you'll keep believing, I can still take care of her. See, where fear begins, faith ends. Where faith begins, fear ends. You got one or the other. You're either wavering and worried or you're 100% confident God's got this no matter what I'm seeing or feeling or no matter whatever what comes my way. Well, the Bible teaches clearly he kept believing. He didn't allow that to crush him. Jesus walks into the house and raises the girl from the dead. Faith delivered for him because he chose to continue to believe. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. 
Somebody turn to him and tell him, faith delivers. <laughs> Hebrews 11 and verse 11 talks about Sarah. And it says, by faith, Sarah was, barren Sarah, was able to become pregnant. Old woman as she was at the time. Because she believed the one who made a promise would do what he said. If you know this story, Abraham and Sarah were very old when God spoke to them about having the child together. And really, God had said something to them about 25 years before this, but here she is about 90 years old, and she was barren. She had been barren her whole life. She wasn't able to have kids. Abraham is now 100 years old, and God shows up and says, y'all having a baby. And when God first said it, she laughed. And when God said it a little later, you know, when God said it to Abraham, he laughed too. So, you know, this is how God works. So when they had a baby, he had him named the baby Isaac, which means laughter. <laughs> so she got to a place, though, where she stopped considering her body. If you study... The, the, the actual King James Version, it says she judged God faithful. That means to consider. She finally got to the place where she looked at God and said, wait a minute. This is God. He could do this. She finally got to the place where she said, this is God. And look what all he's already done in my life. I can trust him more than I, can, than, than I trust what I'm seeing or what I'm feeling. She finally got to a place where she was 100% confident, I'm having a baby. You know, nowadays that would mean going, getting, getting a room in the house and painting it a certain color and getting, you know, uh, uh, some, some toys and getting some diapers and putting together a crib and everybody looking at you like you're crazy. You're 90 years old. You weren't able to have a baby when you were 20 years old. And now you're putting together a nursery? Let me call, let me, let me call somebody. Get you. And Abraham is walking around, and if you read it, Romans 4, it talks about his side of it, and he got to the same place where he was ignoring what he was feeling, ignoring what, how old she looked, ignoring it all, and praising God for my son. See, faith does that. It signs for the package. First, so by faith, when she was barren, she became pregnant. Why? Because she believed that Jesus, that God would do what he said we would do. And God did the impossible for them. It's impossible for a hundred-year-old man. And at that, maybe it's possible today with Viagra, but in that day and age, it was impossible for a hundred-year-old man to have a baby. Surely with a 90 year old woman who had been barren her whole life, but faith delivered for them. And they're not the only ones. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, that's often called the Faith Hall of Fame. I encourage you this week, when you read your Bible, I know you should read your Bible every day. When you read your Bible, take one day and just read Hebrews 11, or you might read over a couple of days, and read all of those by faith. It was by faith that the Red Sea was parted. It was by faith that the Bible teaches that, you know, Israel came up against the walls of Jericho where they were impenetrable, and they praised God, and the walls fell down flat. It was by faith that David defeated Goliath. It was by faith that Jesus was raised from the dead. 
Whatever you need right now, faith will deliver it for you. And only faith will deliver it for you. Faith can do the impossible for you. So 1 John chapter 5. Let's talk about where we are right now. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. This is the confidence. This is what we believe. This is what you need to believe when you ask God for something. That when you ask according to his will, and let, let's make sure we mention that, you're not going to use your faith to get somebody else's wife. Come on now. I just, I had to mention that now. Nowadays, you know, you're not going to use your faith to get somebody fired. You can't use your faith for your favorite team to win because if that was the case, the Lions already have about five Super Bowls because I sure tried. <laughs> Come on, you got to be according to his will. How do I know what's God's will? Well, you look at the Bible. You look and see what the Bible promises you. What does God say, right? But once you know that God's promised it to you, then, if, then you can have confidence. You can completely believe that I'm asking for what God wants to give me. And so when I go to God, I've got to believe that he hears me. i got to get past this idea of, well, I'm not sure if my prayers got past the ceiling. No. He heard me. Not only did he hear me, but because I know he heard me, I know I have it. That means I believe he heard me, and I believe as soon as he heard me, he said yes. The Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. I believe he said yes. And I believe that he sent it right away. There's a story in Daniel chapter, chapter 10 where Daniel was praying to God, trying to get some wisdom, and it took 21 days. After 21 days, an angel showed up. And the angel said, from the moment your words were heard, I was sent. As soon as you got done praying, God sent me to give you what you asked for. Now, it took 21 days because there was a battle in the heavens, and, and we'll probably look at that in the next couple of weeks. But the point is, you've got to believe that as soon as I finish saying amen, that God said, do it. And heaven started working. And you know, what does amen really mean? So be it. It's actually a faith confession. Father, I ask that you heal my body in Jesus' name. So be it. What does that mean? I signed for it. It's done. So you got to believe that, that God's doing his part, that as soon as I finish my prayer, God is sending the power. God is doing whatever he needs to do to deliver results to me. Just like as soon as I press send or I press confirm when I order something from Amazon.com, at that moment I believe that things are working. Right? I believe as soon as I press that, that that's it. It's on the way. I don't even think about it anymore. And that's how you need to be from this moment on. You need to say, God, as soon as I pray this prayer, I know it's done, and watch God deliver in your life. Hebrews chapter 4 tells us, let us boldly come to the throne of grace 
Why would I boldly come to God instead of coming in and begging and saying, God, I, I hope you, can I please get you to, God, please, uh, please, I'm hoping it. No, why would I do that? Because I know him. I know he wants to give it to me. I know that he said if I believe for it, I'll have it. So I'm boldly coming in and saying, hey, God, it's me again. You already blessed me with this and you blessed me with that. Now I ask you right now to provide this this job for me so I can be a blessing and I believe I receive it right now and I thank you I have it and I can walk out saying, yeah, I already got it and tell people I've already got it by faith and watch what God does in my life. I want to challenge you today to use your faith so that God can deliver results in your life. And when you do, you will see God do the impossible for you. Amen. Come on, let's just take a moment and lift our hands toward heaven. I'm going to stop right there. I got more to say. and We'll get deeper into that in the next couple of weeks. But right now, let's thank God, first of all, for his love, that he cares about us, that he cares enough to provide for us. Some of us came here needing some things right now, and you've heard God cares about every detail of your life. Some of us, we've already asked God for some things. We've already prayed the prayer of faith. We've already said amen. And something else that faith does is it praises God in advance. It doesn't just sign the package. It just says, thank you, God, I have the package. So thank God right now you already have the package. Thank God you've already got what you've asked him for. Thank you, Lord, that you've already provided the answers that we need, that you've already provided the healing that we need. That those that are believing God for a spouse, you've already provided that. You've made a way for it. Thank you, Lord. You've already provided those jobs. Come on, give them thanks. Give them thanks. Faith praises God. Faith gives God the glory ahead of time. Faith shouts the walls down. Doesn't wait for the walls to fall first. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you that you've made it so. Money comes. Healing is here. Wisdom is here. Breakthrough is here. Favor is here. Children are home. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We believe we've received it. We are celebrating the fact that you've already caused it to happen. We already have it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm looking forward to the stories we're going to have to tell over the next couple of weeks. And send them in. Send them in. Let us know what God's doing. We'll share how faith is delivered for each and every one of us. Now every, every head bowed, every eye closed in prayer, please. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Experience podcast. Remember, God has a future for you.